This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. Welcome to day one of Not Your Century Live! First of all, I want to tell you what we're going to do tonight. We're going to play a little San Francisco historical trivia, and uh, you will win some prizes if you volunteer to answer a question. We're going to, I'll display the questions on the back wall there. The, the stuff is going to be displayed on the back wall, so you have to twist around like some of you are doing now. Think of it as like doing yoga. <laughs> and uh, if you enjoy yoga, you might want to buy some pants from betabrand.com. <laughs> This was not a paid announcement so far. Um, So these will be multiple choice questions. I'll need volunteers to answer. If you answer correctly, you will get a prize. If you answer incorrectly, you will get a prize. And um, just so that there's no pressure on you, the prizes for answering correctly are not going to be any better than the prizes for answering incorrectly. So let her rip. Take your best guess. So I need a volunteer. So first volunteer for the first question. Please don't be shy. Somebody, there's somebody in the back there. Hi, King. Hi. What is your name? Audrey. And we don't know each other, right? Never. <laughs> okay. This is Audrey Cooper, the editor-in-chief of the San Francisco Chronicle <laughs> and my boss. <laughs> and uh, a loyal friend, but someone who can be... Uh, trusted to lie to go along with your bit if you need that. So let's go to question one. Here it is. It will display up there, but you're kind of against the wall. You can't really read it. But here we go. Who were the Rock Islanders? I'll give you four choices. Do you know? Don't just say it. It took me a minute to write these answers. (laughs) I had to think about it. Was it A, the original name of the Grateful Dead? I know Audrey knows a lot about the Bay Area. She knows the Grateful Dead were originally called the Warlocks, but maybe they were something before that. Who knows? Was it Diane Feinstein's dance troupe at Stanford? <laughs> you laugh. <laughs> Diane Feinstein was young once, too. Was it Al Capone's band at Alcatraz? Could it be Al Capone, you know? Or was it a roller derby team based on Treasure Island, A Rock? Not the rock. Audrey, what is your answer? Well, I'm sure the senator has some awesome moves. I'm going to have to say D, the roller derby. The roller derby team based on Treasure Island. That is incorrect. No, it's not. The good news is you win a prize. (laughs) Which I'm going to ask people to come up and get their prizes, and I'll, I'll just give them to you. Uh, I guess I can't use any of the Chronicle swag I took out of the I marketing page this swag. morning. I love Chronicle swag. It's the best swag. <laughs> you probably have all of it. It's okay. I can beat that. All right, but would someone like to steal this 
And, uh, and answer correctly, you now have a one in three chance instead of one in four. We have someone over here. I'm making Audrey like deliver the microphone. Here she is. Finally, something I'm good at. <laughs> Audrey is the host of the podcast Fifth and Mission, which is the Chronicle's uh, flagship news podcast. You can get it wherever you get Not Your Century, and uh, I recommend doing that. I work on that, too. So I, I do a lot of things. All right, uh, where are you? Who, who got the mic? Hi, what's your name? I'm Bryce. Bryce, do we know each other? No, actually, we don't. We don't. Well, of course, nobody believes you because Audrey lied about that. <laughs> But we actually don't know each other. Are you a San Francisco native? Uh, Bay Area? Does that Bay Area, count? yeah, that counts. That works. When you're like in Hungary and somebody asks you where you're from, you say San, San Francisco, Francisco, right? Okay. All right, so we've got three answers left. The original name of the Grateful Dead, Diane Feinstein's dance troupe at Stanford, Al Capone's band at Alcatraz. Who were the Rock Islanders, Bryce? I believe I saw this on a poster at C. It is C, Al Capone's band at Alcatraz. Well done. You do get Chronicle swag. I have uh, two T-shirts from the Chronicle, both featuring the little man. There's the tasteful, tasteful little man uh, jumping out of his chair. These are larges. And I have these, which is the uh, vintage big little man. I have one for each rating. For those of you not in the Bay Area, the little man is the Chronicle's review. Like instead of doing five stars, four stars, three stars, we have the little man leaping out of his chair all the way down to the chair empty. So these are all smalls. And uh, so come on up and get, a, and get a prize. Let's hear for Bryce answering correctly. Al Capone. Pick one. Al Capone was uh, a musician. He liked to rock out with his Tommy gun out. And he... Uh, <laughs> played the banjo, and he played a thing called, I don't know how to pronounce it, the mandola or the mandola. It's a big mandolin, like a viola violin. And when he got to Alcatraz in 1934, he asked the warden, he was a model prisoner. He got good behavior credits, and he asked the warden, can I turn these in for a, a favor, which was starting a band? And the warden said yes. They sent away for uh, instruments, and all the musicians on Alcatraz formed this little band that I guess they went around to the clubs on the island and played gigs. <laughs> and, um, and Al Capone uh, had a song called Madonna Mia. And he gave it, he, he had handwritten the sheet music. It was like a love song. He had handwritten the sheet music and he gave it to a visitor at Alcatraz, like a spiritual advisor, a, a priest in training uh, who he'd made friends with and he gave it to him. And then years later, uh, that guy, he never became a priest, but his son sold it at auction at Christie's for $65,000, one piece of paper, 10 years ago. Um, it was thought for a long time that Al Capone actually wrote the song, but uh, music historians now think that it was just a song he knew, and he had written the, just, he had written, transcribed it. So uh, I wish I could play the song for you. I couldn't find it. It's hard to find things called Madonna Mia online, because everything, a lot of things are called that. Uh, I do have some breaking news that Madonna and M.I.A. made a record together once, <laughs> which I, also, I found that. I also can't play that. But what I can do is I can give you 10 seconds of Al Capone as played by Rod Steiger in the 1959 movie, Al Capone. Anybody gives you any trouble, anybody gives you back talk, you tell them, come see Al. They got to see Al Capone. Al Capone did not have an Italian accent. That was a common misconception. He was from Brooklyn, and he had a Brooklyn accent. 
But when he became a grown-up, he wanted to sound like a sophisticated businessman, so he made an effort to lose that accent. So if you met Al Capone when he was an adult, I don't know what was happening in your life, probably nothing good, probably whatever business you ran, he was your new partner, and he did not have a Brooklyn or Italian accent. I can, since everybody laughed, I can show you, can't show you Diane Feinstein's dance troupe at Stanford, but I can show you Diane Feinstein in a bathing suit at Pier 39. I believe she was on the Board of Supervisors, the president then. This is the ribbon cutting of Pier 39. For those of you listening at home, she's wearing a 1920s Sutro Baths swimsuit. Uh, the, the guy building Pier 39 sa said he would open it on a certain date, and she said, you get it open by that date, I'll show up at the ribbon cutting in a bikini. And he did. And so she shows up wearing a trench coat and drops it, and she's in this outfit, and she says, uh, only about half of the stores and restaurants are open, so I took off half my clothes. And uh, it's hard to see here, but she's wearing like a bodysuit, like a tan, at least a shirt under it, uh, and I think uh, leggings also. But I can do better than that, and for those of you at home uh, listening, or wherever you are listening, you can Google Diane Feinstein Rodeo Queen, because here she is in 1950, when she was the queen of the Grand National Rodeo. That's the Cow Palace in the background. She's wearing a Western outfit, standing next to a horse, wearing chaps, big old chaps. Uh, it's 1950, not 1980, so she is wearing pants under those chaps. And uh, <laughs> she's 16 years old here. She's a junior at um, Sacred Heart Convent in the city, and she was the rodeo queen at the Grand National. So you know, laugh at people because they uh, seem like they were never young, but some of us were young once, and uh, Diane Feinstein is uh, no exception. All right, I need another volunteer for question two. If anybody wants to jump up here, it's, question two is really good. In the back there. All right. If I'm we glad you didn't throw the mic because you I'm weren't not a very catch good it. catcher. If we threw it, it might have gone right through the window. Mm. Uh, but what is your name? Tracy. Tracy. Are you a Bay Area native? Berkeley. Berkeley. Let's hear it for Berkeley, California. That's where I live as well. And uh, Tracy, question number two, which I hope is next. Yes, it is next. It is, which of these San Francisco mayors had a key political moment in a bathroom? Be, keep it to yourself, ma'am. <laughs> you can steal this. You're up next if she doesn't get it right. Is it A, Flush and Frank McCoppin? almost a giveaway that name was it Frank Jordan was it C Adolf Sutro of Sutro Baths fame hmm? or was it the appropriately named John W. Geary whoops I gave it away <laughs> for those of you listening at home I just really screwed up Tracy well unfortunately I wasn't I oh, wasn't good. Turned around enough to see the photo. You've got to do more yoga. There. So, having no idea, I'll go for Frank Jordan. Frank yeah. Jordan is correct. <laughs> you, uh, he is uh, being in all his glory here on the back wall of the Beta Brand uh, Podcast Theater. For those of you at home, there are three naked men on the wall. And the one on the right is Frank Jordan, the mayor of San Francisco. It is 10 days before Election Day in 1995 and he is running for re-election. The two men with him are holding microphones. 
this picture is, I mean, what would you say, PG? I mean, and this is safe for work. It's, it's cropped, at, you know, appropriately. But they are clearly naked. Two of them are holding microphones. The guy on the left, I think, looks like a young Bill Maher. Um, it is, in fact, not. It's Mark Thompson and Brian Phelps. They were morning zoo DJs in L.A., and they did a show that was simulcast here on KRQR. How many people remember The Rocker? And um, they would come up here to San Francisco to do their show once in a while to sort of be nice to the San Francisco listeners and advertisers. And so they came up here and they were doing, this was a live on-air stunt. They showed up at Frank Jordan's house at 7.30 in the morning. He knew they were coming, but when they got there, they said, we did a survey of our readers. And we said, if uh, we can get Frank Jordan to take a shower with us, would you promise to vote for him? And 25,000 people emailed in and said yes. And so he told them that, and he said, sure, let's do it. And they stripped down, got in the shower. The whole time, the DJs are going, are you sure about this? You sure you're okay? And he's like, yeah, this would be great. They get in the shower. A guy named Billy Douglas takes the photo that we are now looking at, and it appears on the front page of the San Francisco Examiner, the San Francisco Chronicle, and every other newspaper in Northern California every day for the next 10 days. And um, every Mateer and Ross column was about what the heck was Jordan thinking? How did this happen? What does his campaign manager think? And uh, about 10 years later, a poli-sci professor from USF told the Chronicle that he thought this picture cost Frank Jordan about 5,000 votes. And on election day, his opponent, Willie Brown, beat Frank Jordan by 2,000 votes. So this is where I should stop talking because the story gets not nearly as good after this. It was a three-way election. There was a third candidate, Roberta Actenberg. She got about 25% of the vote. So this was going to a runoff either way. They didn't get anywhere close to 50%. And in the runoff, Actenberg was to the left of Brown, who was to the left of Jordan. So Brown got all of uh, Actenberg's joke, uh, votes and just trounced uh, Jordan in the election, in the runoff. So I think that uh, it's pretty clear that he wasn't going to win the election either way, and this picture didn't cost him. But the good news is this is the only thing anybody remembers about Frank Jordan or the 1995 <laughs> mayoral election. He said, they asked him why he did it, and he said, you know, Willie Brown's this colorful character, and Frank Jordan was a cop. He was the chief of police, and he was kind of a boring guy. And he said, I just wanted to show people that I had a sense of humor. And so, you know, a lot, some people just get naked when they want to show people that they have a sense of humor. Your mileage... May uh, your mileage may vary. So thank you to my uh, volunteer with Tracy. I'd, come on up and get a prize. Did Bryce get a prize? Bryce got his prize. Come get your prize. I'm going to give you the San Francisco Fog Dome. This is this is my best prize. Thank you very much. Let's hear it for Tracy. Thank you. That's part one of San Francisco History Trivia from Not Your Century Live. I was going to do one episode of trivia, but it got a little long, so we'll do part two on Friday. In the meantime, Wednesday we'll have Owen Thomas on the dot-com 90s, and Thursday we'll have Gary Camilla telling a great story about the filming of Vertigo. Friday, part two of San Francisco History Trivia. You probably know I work in advance a little bit, so there already was a Friday episode recorded and edited and all ready to go. That's not going to run. So what that means is we now have a lost episode of Not Your Century. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, editor-in-chief. 
Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.